Yeah, the Insurance and Injury Law Show, indeed. The number to get a hold of Savan anytime is 416-216-5910. And also email Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Welcome back, pal. Good to have you along again this afternoon. And a lovely Sunday, if that's your uh, your type of thing. Now, we want to get to a bunch of things this afternoon. And i got a bunch of questions to ask you. But we always start with the week that was, because always interesting things happening at the at the firm. How was it? Uh, it was a very interesting week, John. Uh, and uh, thanks to uh, all our listeners and uh uh, you know, the, over the past few weeks, we've been discussing uh, disability claims and injury claims. And, uh, you know, we've been running this now for a few weeks. And uh, this past week has been quite interesting. I've had quite a few people. In fact, I've had a flood of people calling me. Uh, and, and, and the really interesting thing is that they've called me and told me that they've been listening for a few weeks. And it took them a few weeks to actually call me with their questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I'm just going to tell our listeners that if you do have a question about your injury claim or your disability claim, don't hesitate. Just give me a call. I'll respond to your call and we'll chat about your case. So uh, let's start with a few cases with a few people that approached me this week. Uh, one of the, uh, the people that I actually met with yesterday uh, was, uh, sorry, not yesterday, a few days ago, was a gentleman that we spoke about last week. His name is Vito. And Vito, if you remember, yes. was the gentleman with kidney failure. He's That's right. the guy who's getting dialysis three days a week. He's the guy who had open heart surgery, That's right. a clot in his leg. He's a truck driver. And his long-term disability insurance company says that he can go back to work. Remember, I was quite angry with that. So anyways, I met with Vito, fantastic guy, solid the earth, you know, just just great guy. And, you know, he's been telling me about the uh, the pressures, the, uh, the the screws that the insurance company is really putting on him. And, and, you know, I took all the information down. We met for one hour. I explained to him the entire process. And, you know, and, and guess what? We're going to be starting a claim probably within the next week or two. Good. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. He's going to get paid. There's absolutely no question. There is absolutely no reason why his insurance company is taking the position, an unreasonable position, that he's ready to go back to work. It's just unbelievable. And, and get this. I actually found out another uh, uh, interesting little detail. He applied for CPP disability. Now, most, most people who are on long-term disability have to apply, according to their policy, okay. to CPP disability for a variety of reasons. Plus, and, it's, it, the insurance company likes it because it right. takes part of the onus off them, right? Yes, as far they're as getting a deduction. Right? Right. You're right, exactly. Okay. exactly. So, so Vito applied for CPP disability, and guess what? He's been approved. So the government <laughs> agrees that he is disabled. The government is now right. – and, and, and you know, the government doesn't want to pay out. No. All right? People who usually apply for CPP disability a lot of times get denied. We have to appeal the decisions. Uh, and and he was obviously uh, uh, approved for it, and you know it, it's just it's ridiculous to me that the insurance company is taking this position now that he's able to go back to work. What I found out as well is that their decision was partly made on uh, doctors that they had hired in Florida to review his file. Doctors that have never met him, have they, yeah, have they never examined, examined him? him? No, they haven't. These are doctors that the insurance company decided to just go and hire, pay some money produce, crank out a report that's going to say that Vito is somehow able to go back to work. Complete nonsense. It would be easily cross-examined if we ever got anywhere, you know, in front of a a judicial body. But I'll tell you, most of these claims, uh, you know, these kinds of claims that I see are, are, you know, the decisions the insurance companies are making are are most often unreasonable in these circumstances. Uh, And, and, you know, what, what... what is more troubling is that when people get these letters towards the two-year mark, you know, you've, they've been on disability for mm-hmm. two years, and they're getting these letters. These letters standard, tell them, right? Standard letters, right? Sometimes it's, it's, you know, a few months before. Sometimes it's a few weeks before telling them, 
you're going to get cut off because we feel you can either go back to work or we feel that you haven't tried hard enough, mm-hmm. whatever the, the situation is. So, so you have these individuals who are you know, already struggling with their illness, with their injury. They're being victimized, and now they're being victimized again. Now they have to take on the insurance company. And I'll tell you about a case, uh, you know, another case that I've had, another uh, uh, lady that actually had called the show. Let me ask you this, though, before you yeah, move sure, on to this ahead. one, with, with Vito. I mean, it's, it, this, we're not talking carpal tunnel here. These no. are obvious injuries, right? Huge injuries. And are they doing this just, they're just taking a shot that he's just going to bend? You got it. And wilt? Absolutely. So it's, it's, exactly it's an odds game with them. It's an odds game. And, and you know what? Most of the time they win because most of the time people either don't know what their rights are because they, they don't consult with an insurance lawyer, a disability right. lawyer, or they simply say, you know what? I don't have the strength. I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, yeah. well guess what? You don't have to do it uh, by yourself. Okay? There's, there, there are people who can help you. There, there are lawyers who can help you. Just you know, give me a call. Don't give up. And I tell this you know, to people all the time. Uh, you have a lot more power than you think you do. Yeah. I know it's exhausting. I know that you know you, you're sometimes when you're dealing with the insurance company, you feel like you're regressing in, in your you know improvement in, in yeah. you know trying to get better, and that usually actually uh, uh, you know we see this a lot with psychological injuries. And again, we'll talk about a case soon uh, where this has happened. You don't have to fight the insurance company on your own. In fact, don't do that. It's going to hurt you both financially and psychologically and physically. All right, uh, before we take our first break, get into our, uh, our second case. All right, the second case, again, is a lady that actually called uh, the show, and she had called Employment Hour uh, a few weeks back. Yep. Uh, you remember the fact scenario, and she called Employment Hour after uh, I was on the hour before. Right. A- and this lady, her name is Maria, fantastic woman. I met with her and her husband this week. Just just great woman, comes across extremely well. She's the lady who got robbed at gunpoint right. when she was working right. in a bank. Okay. So, you know, obviously, very, very traumatic experience. And she's been treating, uh, treated by a therapist uh, since that time. We're talking about uh, June of 2012. So she has significant psychological issues. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? She's now been on long-term disability for about two years. And what is the insurance company saying? It's time to go back. Time to go back. Mm-hmm. And she can't. She simply can't. She's got the support of her therapist that she's seeing several times a week. She's got the support of a psychiatrist, of her longtime family doctor. And guess what? Because the insurance company is now forcing her to go back, or they're trying to force her. That's not going to happen once I get involved. But they're trying to force her. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, she's been regressing. She's been regressing, and and mm-hmm. her her treat her, her treating practitioners are very concerned. I want to hear how you're going to handle this. Absolutely. Gonna, we'll take a short break to get a hold of Savan anytime, 416-216-5910. And email Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, back with more of the Insurance and Injury Law Show. We love it here. You want to give us a call, get uh, Savannah a call to get a hold of him anytime. You can leave a message if you wish, 416-216-5910. And you can email him, Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Okay, before we uh, we went to break, we were talking about a case where um, there was a woman, a client of yours, was held at a gunpoint, which right. is a traumatic event. It's not a physical injury. It's more of a mental, psychological Absolutely. injury. Now, it's been a couple of years, and the insurance companies come knocking and says, uh, it's time to cut you off. Right. Okay. Right. Her disability right. uh, insurer says, you know, we think you're ready to go back. And, and, and if you're not ready to go back, what are you doing with all these treatments? 
ridiculous question. Uh, in any event, she's now ready to go back, and of course, they're forcing her. So any any time she gets a phone call, any time she gets an email from the adjuster, uh, sh- she feels herself regressing back. She's taking more medications. She has to, you know, uh, sleep afterwards. Well, she's she's panicking, just exhausted. Right? She's panicking. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's horrible. So I met with her and her husband this week uh, in our Mississauga office. And, uh, you know, I, I took all the facts down and I told her, look, you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to fight the insurer on your own. Mm-hmm. Your case is very clear cut. I have these kinds of cases all the time. Not that particular fact scenario, but this idea of a psychological injury, okay. which, by the way, insurance companies, you know, a lot of times they're very skeptical. It's not a fracture. It's not a tear in a shoulder. They can't see a psychological, yeah. a psycholo- psychological injury. Uh, but, you know, but at the end of the day here, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with an individual uh, that was traumatized. We know the incident happened. In fact, I even have a um, newspaper clipping talking about that uh, robbery. Uh, and, and we have reports from her family doctor, from her psychiatrist, uh, from her therapist saying she cannot go back to work. So anyways, I met with her. Uh, she actually told me, she says, I've been listening to you for a few weeks. And, you know, after a few weeks, I decided, you know, why not call him? I don't Absolutely. know what else to do. Smart. And I said, well, you know, thank God that you did because your case is not difficult to resolve. You're owed that money. You're owed that compensation. You can't go back if your own doctor and specialist and therapist are saying it's going to make you worse. It makes absolutely no sense. So don't worry. You're not uh, on your own. Let me handle it. We're going to start a claim again, probably within the next week, week and a half. And I'll tell you, I, uh, you know, the, the, the look of relief that I saw on her face oh, for sure. and, and on her husband's face. I mean, you know, that's, that's worth everything. And let me read you a segment of an email that she had sent me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria, I hope you don't mind that I'm reading this. But, you know, she had written me something because I, I, I checked something else for her and, and, you know, emailed her about that. So she replied back. And at the end of the email, she wrote back, it was an absolute pleasure meeting with you. Joe and I felt less stressed knowing that you are confident that we will be ending this roller coaster ride if it wasn't for your program on 6.40 a.m., I would not have never known that I have rights and would continue to be, quote-unquote, a puppet with insurance wow. in the big corporate world looking forward to listen to you and Lior on Sunday. You know, and, and this is not an unusual case. I mean, people, when, when I tell them that they have rights, that they have power, that you can stand up to the insurance company, not on your own. Let us do it for you. Let me do it for you. I've had the experience. I'm not telling you that you're taking a chance. There's no chance here. You're owed this money, okay? You're owed this compensation. Uh, You're part of the system. They should not be kicking you off it, okay? Until you get better. If you can get better, that's fine. It's a different different story. Uh, So in any event, Maria's case uh, is not going to be difficult to resolve. We're going to start a claim with the insurance company, and you'll see, and we'll come back and talk about this case when it gets Mm -hmm. resolved, and you will see that the insurance company comes back to the table saying, what would you like? And this is something you reiterate every show, that these, these cases generally, you don't have to be scared of them. Just no. you have to talk to the right people. People Absolutely. don't have the, the, you know, they don't have enough weaponry on their own to, to go after these insurance companies. The wherewithal, that's why they need you guys. But they're, exactly not difficult to, uh, they're not difficult to solve, right? No, they're not difficult to solve. And, and you know, and again, I, and I keep saying, uh, you know, when I come back and, and I, I harp on insurance companies, they're not all bad. And not all adjusters are bad. They have a job mm-hmm. to do. Their job is to save the insurance company yeah. money. It's that simple. So sometimes it's just a matter of me making a phone call and some letters and we can resolve the, the, the uh, issue. Uh, but, you know, oftentimes we have to take a stance. And if we have to take a stance, fine, so be it. 
if I'm taking a stance, if I'm telling you you have certain rights that you can enforce, I'm not taking that and, and coming up with it uh, you know, from, from thin air. This is, this is something that I have experience with. It's something that I've seen. And again, keep in mind, we've talked about it before. My background is insurance defense. You're I on work, the other side of the I table. I work right? for insurance companies. A lot right. of my friends are insurance defense lawyers. They're good people. They have a job to do. Yep. At the end of the day, we will resolve your claim. And you know what? By the same token, sometimes you'll call me up and, and someone will call me up and give me the fax scenario and I'll say, you know, the insurance company is right in this instance. Yeah. So I'm not going to be dragging you th- through a process unless I think that you actually Positive will succeed. Outcome. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Savan, S-I-V-A-N at theinsurancelawyer.ca and 416-216-5910. You got more for us? Yes, I do. Look at you. This is a really interesting one. I'm okay. not going to use the person's name, but I got this email uh, earlier this week and, and I'll tell you, this really hit me. Um, because it goes to uh, to one of my pet peeves, which is, uh, you know, people who are in dire situations, they hire lawyers uh, like myself, and then the lawyer never gets back to them. The lawyer's not doing anything. Just drops the ball. Just right? drop the ball. The claim just gets shelved. And there are good lawyers out there, but unfortunately, there are a lot of bad ones, just like in any profession. So I'll read you this email. Mm-hmm. Good morning. My husband was listening to your show yesterday, and I thought I should send you a note as I seem to need your assistance. I was in a car accident last November, not my fault. I was not working at the time, but I had signed an offer with the bank a week before to start a new position in three weeks. I have soft tissue damage, neck, shoulders, and upper back. But the bigger issue is the concussion I received from the impact. I have constant debilitating headaches, and I am being treated for traumatic brain injury in one of the major hospitals downtown Toronto. Wow. I'm suffering from vertigo. I'm not able to work. I did work during my training period with a very accommodating facilitator, but could not do the job once I was finished training. Now get this, John. She goes on to say, My adjuster played nice at the beginning, but he's denying me for everything. Won't cover the cost of my physio. Only just send me to a neurologist for an assessment. They keep sending me for assessments, which I go to. I seem, uh, it seems every, steps, uh, every step forward, I take five back. I'm very frustrated. To the least, I know that the extra aggravation is not helping my brain heal from the concussion. My husband and family have been very helpful, to say the least, as I am not able to even bend over to do a load of laundry without being nauseated. I am so confused. Do I need a lawyer? The lawyer, uh, sorry, uh, can my husband file a claim against the driver that hit me? Do you offer a free consultation? And then she signs her name. And that's probably, you know, one of a hundred questions she's got to answer. Absolutely. Right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. so I called her back and I actually had a conference call with her and her husband. Again, fantastic people. Okay. Great, great people. I want to see how that goes. We'll take a short break. To get a hold of Savan, you can do so. Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca. And his personal phone number, you can leave a message there. He'll talk to you at 416-216-5910. The Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. To get a hold of Savan anytime, 416-216-5910 and Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Write that number down. Write down that email because chances are you're going to know somebody or eventually going to use it yourself. We hope not, but uh, if it's there, you got the right information. Now get back to uh, what we were talking about, the, uh, the, the next case you're on now with a, a, well, a bad lawyer. Right, yep. right. Okay, so we're dealing with this lady who has a, uh, a brain injury from, mm-hmm. this, uh, from this accident that I spoke with her and her husband. So, you know, when we had that uh, conversation on the phone, it lasted for about uh, 40 minutes. And I asked, uh, I asked her for the facts and I, I got all the information I needed. And, and then I, I, she told me, she says that, you know, I have a lawyer right now. And I said, really? I said, okay, well, what's going on? What's the problem? Why are you calling me? Well, I, you know, I, I just, I just want to see, you know, if, if what's happening on my claim makes sense to you. 
Uh, and I said, absolutely, let me know. I mean, you know, I'm not just here to, to sign up clients, John. I'm, I'm here to just give information. And if anybody needs a second opinion, by all means, give me a shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I identified immediately three mistakes, major mistakes uh, that, that this uh, lawyer is making. Uh, number one, she did not start a claim against the at-fault party. This was a car accident. There was someone at fault. Isn't that one of the early things you do? Well, yeah, uh, especially when the injury is so severe. I mean, listen, if you've been injured in an accident and you have, you know, back pain, neck pain, soft tissue injuries, Uh as we call them, you may want to wait a few months, maybe even a year to just see how those pan out. Are you going to heal from them or you're not? We'll see. But this lady has brain injury. This lady has serious issues. This accident happened last November, almost a year ago. Why the delay? I, I, I have absolutely no idea. It makes no sense to me. There is absolutely no reason why a claim has not started at this point. Right. So that's the first mistake. And I said to her, I said, you got to get this, uh, uh, you know, you got to find out what's going on. Yeah, get you behind gotta, this, man. Get, get behind this, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other issue is, and this, this really floored me, apparently this lady who's brain injured, okay, is dealing with the insurance company directly. Now, I'll tell you that's a big no-no. Everyone in the insurance and legal industry, uh, disability and injury industry, knows that when you have a lawyer, the insurance company is not allowed to talk to you directly. They have to go through your lawyer. So what is going on here? Why is this lady dealing with the insurance company directly? We spoke about Maria before, right, who's having all this aggravation and stress as a result of dealing with the insurance company directly and having to try and heal herself. Where now we have this lady here, this very nice lady, uh, who, who, you know, their family has just been turned upside down because of this accident, and she has to deal with the insurance company on her own when she has a lawyer? The insurance company's probably loving it. Oh, my God. What is going on here? I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. I right. mean, it's, that has to stop immediately. The other red flag that I have is, uh, you know, in, in my industry, in the injury industry, there are both lawyers and paralegals that deal with claims. And that's fine. There's no issue with that. I know a lot of very good paralegals. But on a case like this, you should not having a lawyer from one office and a paralegal from another office handling the claim. That's like having two mechanics from two different body shops working on your car at the right. same time. Okay? You're bringing it to one body shop. You want that body shop to deal with it. You want them to have everyone in-house. Yeah. So that's another red flag for me. There's a lot of lawyers who, who you know, do that kind of thing. They, they partner up with other people. That's fine. I have no issues with that uh, in, in, uh, in concept. But this lady who... Obviously, you know, things are falling through the cracks. She's dealing with her own insurance company. Claim hasn't started. So she doesn't, she doesn't know what's going on. This is, I have no idea what's going on there. And, and you know, I said to her, I said, I said I, I'm very concerned about your claim. I mean, it, this is your claim. This is your life. This is your family we're talking about. We're, yeah. we're talking about, you know, this is the big leagues, okay? We're dealing with, an, with insurance companies. And I know these insurance companies that she's dealing with. Uh, you know, they're serious companies. Uh, the adjusters know what they're doing you better have someone on your side who, who can uh, uh, um, reply and do whatever needs to be done you know, to advance your case, to make sure you're fully compensated for the injuries you suffered. 416-216-5910. That is Savan's number and Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca. All right. The last case, or the second last case uh-huh. that I'll talk about, again, this gentleman, uh, and we talked about this just before the show, John, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, very, very interesting case, very nice guy. Uh, a few days ago, um, I'm, I'm you know, leaving the office on my way home, and, and this gentleman leaves a voicemail for me, and he says, you know, I just have a very small question to ask you. Then I figured, okay, I'll give him a shot back. So I'm calling him from my cell phone, hands-free. Okay, yep. for anyone who's listening. Of course you are. Hands-free, promise. Uh, and, and he's telling me, you know, I just want to know if the lawyer I have is a hokey-pokey lawyer or if he's a serious lawyer. 
And I said, well, you know, I don't know the lawyer you have, but why don't you tell me the fact scenario? Tell me what's happened, when was the, ac- the accident, what injuries you yeah. suffered. Broad strokes. Broad strokes. And then tell me what's been going on on your claim, and I'll tell you if I think I see any red flags. So he proceeds to tell me that he was in a motorcycle accident um, earlier this summer. And uh, he told me how the accident happened. And then I asked, well, what are your injuries? And he started listing all the fractures that he suffered. I mean, this uh, poor guy, I mean, the amount of breaks he had, the surgery, uh, it's just crazy. So then I asked him, I said, well, has a claim been started for you? I mean, you know, by the way, this guy is is, uh, 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 middle-aged and uh, he, you know, he's been doing a very physical job before the accident, which of course he can't do right now, right? So he's in disability. Uh, and, uh, you know, I asked him what's going on. He says, well, you know, my lawyer said that we have to wait and see what happens with my injuries. And, uh, I, I, I stopped him. I said, what? I said, what's going to happen with your injuries? What does that mean? I mean, you suffered fractures yeah. all over your body. I mean, what's going to happen with your injuries? Yeah. Start claim. Why are we waiting? You just lost, I don't know how many months because this lawyer decided to just shelf the file, put it in his cabinet and deal with the 1000 other files he's got going on. That's a big no-no, okay? I, I, I don't care if this is the best lawyer in the world. Obviously, he's not taking the case seriously. If file comes on my desk, if I'm meeting with an individual and I'm seeing that this is a serious injury, I'm starting to claim now, okay? Everything goes to the wayside. We're starting the process. And you know why, John? Because it takes some time to get these claims resolved in any event. Why prolong it more right. than, than it has to, right? I, and and, and th- this is the big problem with a lot of lawyers. It's, you know, they're extremely busy, but why should the client suffer? If you don't have the infrastructure in place, say, no, thank you. I can't help you. or refer him to someone else. So this individual, I spoke with him, and we're going to have some more conversations in the Good. future. I'm very concerned right now with his representation. We'll take a quick break. 416-216-5910. That is Savan's number or Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca. I want to get into lessons regarding lawyers in just a bit. That's our next segment right here on the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk Radio AM 640. You want to get a hold of Savan for the Injury and Injury Law Show, 416-216-5910. That is his personal number, by the way. Anytime you can call and leave a message, Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. That would be an email. I want to check out insuranceandinjurylaw.com as well. Let's get into this, the lessons regarding lawyers. Right. Look out. Exactly. What have we got? Yeah, okay, so... Like I said before, a lot of good lawyers out there, a lot of really bad lawyers out there. So you got to be very careful uh, on who you hire. Uh, three things uh, that I can tell our listeners that they should be watching out for and making sure that, uh, you know, if they're starting a claim or if they have a lawyer representing them, that they watch out for those three things. Number one, make sure that if your injuries are serious, and I'm talking about anything more than just soft tissue, anything more than neck pain, back pain, any of that, when you're, ta- when you're talking about breaks, uh, a brain injury, uh, tears in your knee, in your shoulder, spinal injuries. Concussion? Uh, Would concussion con- be there as well? Because you never know what's going on. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And in fact, in concussions, a lot of times, that's a precursor to, a, you know, to, as a sign to, to a brain injury, especially yeah. when there's vomiting, there's loss of consciousness, 100%, yeah. Okay. Uh, or, or if you've gone through surgery as a result of an injury. In these kinds of cases, I rarely wait more than a few weeks to start a claim. And maybe some lawyers are going to disagree with me on this front, okay? I don't care. 
at the end of the day, it's my client's rights that I'm protecting. It's my client's interest that I'm protecting. If we're talking about a simple back pain, and I'm not, I'm not uh, mi- minimizing the significance sure. of back pain, but I'm saying if it's anything like that where it may heal completely, then I'll wait a little bit, right? I mean, I want to see if the person really is going to get back to normal 100% or not. But if you're dealing with something where we know, we know the person is not going to heal 100% and it's going to impact their work, their daily living, their family life, I'll start a claim as soon as possible. So if you are in an accident, if you were in an accident, let's say in the last six months, in the last year, whatever, you suffered serious injuries, you're having difficulty working, if your lawyer hasn't filed a claim yet, that's a problem. You have to make sure you find out why. Okay, and, and don't let them brush you off. Don't just speak with the assistant. Speak with the lawyer. Make sure the lawyer explains exactly what is the strategy. Every case has a strategy. If they tell you, if they tell you, oh, we we want to see how how your injuries progress, you know, don't don't give me that. If it's an objective injury, it's a fracture, it's a tear, it's something serious. You have to make sure the claim is started as soon as possible, so that resolution is not going to take years. Do you have a time limit? Um, it, it depends. It does depend on the injury. I mean, if we're dealing with anything serious, for me, if I'm not getting a claim out within 30 days of the accident, assuming I know exactly who's at fault for the accident, uh, then you know th- th- there is an issue there. I okay. mean, you know, my staff knows that these kinds of, of claims take priority. Yeah, post haste, get it uh, out absolutely. there. Absolutely, you yeah. got to get it out. So that's the number one thing. Make sure your claim is handled in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, explaining the process. You know, virtually every time somebody comes to me, if they already have a lawyer or they've consulted someone else, I have to start from scratch. I have to really sit down and say, listen, let me explain to you the legal framework. I'm not going to use legal jargon. I'm not going to, you know, this is not a, a situation where a doctor comes to you and talks to you in, in medical speak. It's no, layman's. Layman's. I want you to understand what exactly are you facing? What are your options? You need to understand your case. I'm not expecting you to just say, oh, yes, Ivan, go ahead and just do whatever you need to do. No, 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 no. I want you to understand. And if you tell me at some point, you know, I have full trust in you, go ahead and do whatever you need to do, that's great. That's fantastic. I want that. But I want you to do that after you've been educated. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take long. It's, it's usually just a few minutes of me just explaining the, you know, what needs to be done. So, so make sure that uh, whatever lawyer you have uh, explains to you the process, explains to you exactly what to expect explains to you, uh, uh, you know, what are the ups, what are, you know, what are the downs of the case? Uh, and, and, you know, if they don't do that or they haven't done that, for me, that's a red flag. So you're well steeped in knowledge going in, right? You have to know what you are dealing with. Yes. 416-216-5910 and Savan at the insurancelawyer.ca. Third item, responsiveness. Mm-hmm. And this is the big, big no-no. I'll tell you, um, LawPro, which is the, um, the insurance company that insures lawyers in Ontario, uh, one of the biggest uh, um, claims that they have, or the reasons for claims they have against lawyers is because lawyers tend to ignore emails. They ignore voicemails. So the client can't get a hold of the lawyer. They just, and that's, again, pure insanity. I, I have no idea why that happens. I mean, in our office, it is a very strict uh, rule that if, someone, if a client calls you or leaves you a, a message or emails you, you get back to them. And if you're in court, if you're in a mediation, if you're in a meeting, your assistant, your clerk, your associate, someone else is going to get back to you and tell you, you know what, he's busy right now, he's going to call you or email you, whatever, at so-and-so time. Mm-hmm. So responsiveness is extremely important. It's due diligence, right? Due diligence. If yep. your lawyer is not responding to you, there is a problem. And you know why there is a problem, John? Because if, if the lawyer is not responding to you, how do you know that they're not responding to, to the insurance company, to the defense lawyers? Maybe that's the reason why some of these claims take years to resolve. Yeah. It should not. There's no reason for it. Responsiveness is key. And I'll tell you, 
We had issues with a lawyer many, many years ago, and we let that lawyer go for that exact reason because we got these complaints. So you can blame that on my OCD or whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. I, at the end it's of the good day, business practice. It's, it's not even practice. OCD. Absolutely. No. And the yep. only thing that I tell clients, and, and you know, that, that usually elicits a laugh, is you know, just be careful because if you email me at 5 in the morning, you'll get an email at 5.01. <laughs> So I know I've had them. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. Sorry, John. Thanks, pal. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, so again, you know, those three items. Make sure that if you suffer the serious injury, your, claims has, your claim has gone out, uh, that there is no delay. If there is a delay, you know what? Ask your lawyer about it. If you're not mm-hmm. getting the answers you want, give me a call. Second thing, explain. Make sure that you understand. Make sure your lawyer explains to you everything. And number three, responsiveness. And, uh, John, just before we finish this segment, I'll tell you um, – one of the reasons uh, why these three elements uh, are, are seared into my mind uh, is because uh, my parents, before I became a lawyer, were involved in litigation. Mm-hmm. And those issues were all issues that they were handling. And I could see the tremendous amount of stress that they were under. And, you know, there is no reason for that. You're going to the lawyer for advice, for protection, for help. Why would they? Why would the lawyer because Pile of their on more being, strife? Exactly. I mean, you need them in your corner. They yeah. need to be advocating for you. They need to be helping you. Not wrestling you. Not wrestling you. Yeah. We'll take a short break. Four one six two one six fifty nine ten. Savan S I V A N at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Lots more of the insurance and injury law show coming up right here on Talk Radio AM six forty. And to get a hold of Savan for the Insurance and Injury Law Show, call anytime, 416-216-5910 and Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca. I have some questions for you, if you wouldn't Shoot. mind answering, my yeah. friend, just as we were discussing the things this hour earlier. Uh, the last one you left off with, that, that is the question I have. The, the first question is, uh, what do people do if they're having difficulty reaching their lawyer? Email, he won't answer emails, doesn't get back phone calls. What do you do? Right. My first piece of advice is express that concern to that lawyer in writing. Okay, make sure that you either email that lawyer, fax that lawyer, send a registered mail, whatever. Make sure that it's in writing, okay? Uh, Secondly, set up a phone appointment with the assistant. Usually the assistants pick up their phones, hopefully. Uh, Hmm. Most of them do. Make sure that you set up an appointment, whether it's, it's by phone or whether it's in person, express that concern. If nothing works, if you really are concerned about your claim, you know what? Give me a call. Give me a call and I'll talk to you. And I'll guide you and I'll tell you what needs to be done or what can be done. And, and, you know, at least you won't be, you know, moving around blindly and feeling Mm -hmm. that you're hopeless because that's what I hate the most is people feeling that they're hopeless. I mean, that's one of the reasons I got into this profession, right? I told you about my parents. It's because of that feeling that I had when I saw them feeling absolutely hopeless. And by the way, their lawyer, nothing to talk about it either, okay? I mean, the settlement wasn't great that he got for them and he never, he hardly ever responded to them. Bit of a tool. Yeah, and I know exactly who that guy is, but, you know... Let bygones be bygones. But, (laughs) you know, if people are in that situation right now, you make sure you express that concern. You have a right to fire your lawyer if they're not responding to you. Uh, And frankly, if they're not responding to you... Can you just move on to another lawyer? You can. You can. I mean, there are considerations that we would have to talk about. But yeah, you definitely can. No question about that. Okay. Um, Now, what do people do if they're concerned that their claim is serious and your lawyer, like we've mentioned in in the past hour, that their lawyer's not doing much about it? Well, that's uh, that's a major, major concern. Because obviously, if the person is having concerns, and usually those concerns are are born with uh, from the non-responsiveness or Mm -hmm. uh, from them seeing that the case is going nowhere and they're not getting any answers. Again, it comes down to information. People feel very frightened and very frustrated when they don't have information. And sometimes the reason they don't have information is because nothing's been done, you know, done on the claim. So in those kind of situations, again, make sure that you call the lawyer, make sure that you understand exactly 
what stage the claim is at. If you're not getting the answers you want, if you, if you still don't understand, again, give me a call. It's only going to take a few minutes on the phone for me to get the facts from you, the facts that you do know about your incident, about mm-hmm. your accident, uh, and I will tell you what should have been done. At the very least, you'll be able to cross-check that with your legal, you know, the, the legal representatives. And again, it's going to be your choice what you want to do. You know, I, I just want to make sure that our listeners understand, I, I'm not advocating people simply switching lawyers uh, just like that. Okay, like I said, there are a lot of very good lawyers out there. My concern is, is that if a person's claim just languages, if, if a person is seriously injured and there's no one really that's helping them, then it's going to be a problem. They're mm-hmm. not going to get the competition they deserve. They're going to continue suffering. In fact, the suffering is going to double because not only are they suffering because of their injuries, but they're suffering because they're not going to get the compensation right. that they deserve. That they need. 416-216-5910. That's the number that Savannah's talking about. Uh, injured person, very seriously injured, he or she in an accident. Um, they have no lawyer. And the insurance company, no surprise, is being extremely difficult. What do you do? Oh, my Lord. How many times have I heard that? <laughs> right. uh, first of all, insurance companies, by their very nature, are going to be difficult because their job is to save money. We spoke about that. If you are in a situation where you've suffered injuries, don't try to negotiate yourself. Don't try to deal with the adjuster yourself. They can be very nice. Occasionally, uh, they'll start out being very aggressive from the outset. But usually, my experience is that they are very nice at the beginning. Then at some point down the road, when time comes to cut you off or to set the stage for cutting you off, you know, like telling you, oh, we need you to go see this doctor and this yep. doctor, that's a red sign. That tells you that they're already starting to prepare the groundwork for, for letting you out of the, uh, you know, the insurance scheme, to, for wow. cutting you off. If you've suffered serious injuries, do not deal with the insurance company on your own. They are going to be difficult and they're going to be difficult because they know what they're doing. And they know what they're doing, especially when you don't know what you're doing, when you're not in this profession. You're outgunned. You're outgunned. You yep. make sure you have representation. And the rep- and once you do that, they can no longer come through you anyway, correct? Absolutely. Okay. At that point, you don't have to worry about it. At that point, your legal representative is now your defensive shield. It's actually your defensive shield and your sword. Because okay. their job is now to make sure that they, they hold the insurance company accountable and it's their job to make sure that the insurance company pays exactly what the law says they have to pay. No more, no less. Okay? The insurance company doesn't like that. In fact, we talked about that before. As soon as you get a lawyer involved, especially someone who doesn't dabble, it's another thing I want to mention. There's a lot of lawyers who dabble in injury and disability and insurance. Do not go to anyone who dabbles, okay? Very dangerous. It's, it's one like, of many legal things they my do. My God, right? it's like going to an ear and throat, uh, sorry, an, an ear and nose specialist and asking him to do surgery on you. I mm. mean, you know, there are specialties in law. Just like my, my partner, Lior, uh, yep. on the employment hour says, you make sure that if you have an employment issue, you go to an employment lawyer. You don't go to anyone who dabbles. So you got to make yep. sure that the person you're going to knows that area of law, specialize in that area of law. And, and you know what else, John? It's actually a fairly close-knit group of of lawyers. We all know each other, Mm -hmm. okay? Everyone who's anyone knows, you know, each other, knows the defense lawyers, the plaintiff lawyers. We know who we are and their reputations. And those reputations, by the way, are going to actually either decrease your chances of getting proper compensation or increase those chances. Wow. So a uh, listener hears the show called or email the lawyer to find out about their case and being told, ah, don't worry, everything's under control. It's all good. I, I, I know I, I know Savannah's a good guy, but everything's fine. How do you know if that's true? Well, you don't. Perfect. And, and, and you tell the lawyer to make sure that they tell you and they sit down with you and explain to you. That goes to the, one of the fundamental principles we spoke about. The lawyer should not be brushing you off. 
I've heard stories about a lawyer who had since passed away a few years back who who used to literally scream at his clients and call them names whenever they would question him. That's insane. Imagine going to a doctor who's going to perform surgery on you saying, Doc, I need some information about my surgery and him yelling at you for even asking. It's crazy. You should know what's happening with your case. You should understand what your options are, understand what your rights are, and understand what's going to happen to you. And your Four, claim. 416-216-5910, Savan, S-I-V-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show coming up. Talk Radio AM 640. We'll get into our last uh, few minutes of the show here. Savan at theinsurancelawyer.ca, and his number is 416-216-5910. want to bounce over to a couple emails because they've, uh, they've been flying in, so we like to cover a few. Uh, if you'll answer this, Jim from Barry says, I've been on long-term disability for 15 months and was contacted by my adjuster telling me that they want me to see their doctor in December for an evaluation. A, why is that? And B, do I have to go? Well, let's start with B. Yes, you're going to have to go. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to comply with their request. A, why are they asking you to go to their doctor? Well, let's think about it. They've been paying you for 15 months. You're approaching slowly the two-year mark that we've mm-hmm. discussed. You're going to their doctor, the doctor that they're paying What do we think their doctor is going to say in his report? Most likely, the doctor is going to say, Jim, you know, you're well enough. You can go back to work. Or at the very least, you can work in some kind of modified duties duties, and other profession something. So what they're doing, essentially, is they're laying the groundwork for cutting you off. Exactly. As soon as that happens, and that's, that's, you know, for all our listeners, if you're in that situation and, and, you know, after all this time, you've been getting disability payments and now the insurance company is asking you to undergo any type of assessment and, and you know, you've been receiving long-term disability for over a year, you know it's uh, year coming. and a half, you know it's coming. Yeah. You better make sure you give me a call. It's yeah. not going to be difficult uh, to, to push the insurance company back. You're probably going to have to go ahead and comply. But as soon as they know that you have a lawyer, they're going to think twice about whatever they're going to do to you. Yeah. 416-216-5910. And this email address is Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Leslie says, uh, she's uh, emailing from Hamilton, by the way, says, my brother was injured recently. In a car accident and broke his right knee, he was taken to hospital and had uh, have a th- have a knee replacement. Wow, he's had a knee replacement. He's forty three years old. He was working as a mechanic, and he's very worried now about he'll be able to uh, support his family. He's not working. We've uh, been thinking about getting a lawyer, but not sure if we wait to do it to now. What do you suggest? So well, injury, broken knee, can't work. Should we get a lawyer? Basically, you, yeah. You, you go ahead and you get a lawyer yesterday. Okay. Right. In fact, give me a call and I'll, I'll, you know, we'll talk about your case and I'll explain to you exactly what can be done. Uh, again, this, this goes back to what we discussed earlier in the show. This is a serious injury. And, and we're not even dealing with a person who is, you know, at home, perhaps was already on disability or retired. Mm-hmm. You're talking about someone who's supporting their family, someone who needs money right now. You have options, okay, both with respect to your own insurance company as well as whoever was responsible for the accident. These claims have to be dealt with immediately. Don't wait on them. Don't wait on them. And if you go to a lawyer uh, or you've gone to a lawyer and that lawyer, again, like we, we you know, saw from earlier examples, says to you, we have to wait and see what happens with your injury before mm-hmm. we file a claim. Nonsense. Not with an injury like that. You've broken something. Uh, you, you know, you can't work. You have a serious injury. You need to file a claim ASAP so that the benefits that you're entitled to, the compensation you're going to be entitled to down the road, gets to you uh, quicker 
right? I mean, faster. You don't want this to drag on for years and years and years. This is why, you know, when I used to do defense work, it it just used to, it just irritate me that claims would just languish. And, you know, and they would go on for four, five, six, seven years. Wow. It's insane. There is no reason for that. I mean, not everything is in my control, in our control. You know, a lot depends on the other parties, on, on, you know, the the, the court system, etc. But here's the thing. Most of these cases, the majority of them, don't see a day in court. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You deal directly with the insurance company. We can help. And you have to make sure that um, you, know, the, 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 you get the right advice. You get a lawyer right now. The contact is Savannah at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll hammer through a couple more of these in our uh, remaining moments here. Uh, Marjorie from Oshawa says, I've been listening to the last two shows and heard you talk about long-term disability. My husband just received a letter saying that his benefits will end on November 30th because we've reached the magic two-year mark. We just talked about that. We uh, we assumed that he can only get long-term disability benefits for two years. Uh, is that not right? Is he entitled to more? Can it be extended? Excellent question. And I want our listeners to really understand this. That two-year mark... That letter you get saying that mm-hmm. on this and this date you're going to get cut off because you've been on disability for two years and now you can go back to work is nonsense, okay? If you have a, a specialist or your family doctor or your therapist, if, if you have medical practitioners supporting you saying that you cannot go back to work, that two-year mark is irrelevant. Do not accept it. Okay. If you can't go back to work, don't simply throw that letter in the garbage and wait for your disability payments to end and then not do anything. Just give me a call. It'll take a few minutes by phone and I will tell you what your options are. I mean, and, 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 you know, to go back to the initial um, uh, thing that, uh, that Marjorie said, John, uh, that she's listened to my show, uh, my, the last couple of shows and only now called, you know, that, that was also true about some of the other uh, uh, people that have contacted me that, you know, it took them a while to, to contact me. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. I mean, I don't bite. John, do I bite? I don't bite. I've never gotten that close to you, nor do I intend to. But (laughs) I like you, buddy. Okay. Well, you know, people in my office will tell you (laughs) I don't bite. You know, my goal is to make sure you know what your rights are. My goal is to make sure you're informed. There's too much misinformation out there. Uh, Google's not going to give you the information you need. If you start Googling these questions, you're going to get a whole bunch of answers that make absolutely no sense. So just give me a call. There'll be a few minutes on the phone. We'll go through your facts. I'll explain to you exactly what your rights are. Don't wait two, three, four, five weeks to call me. I think we've got time to squeeze in one more. Dale gets the, uh, the last one from Richmond Hill. Says, I've had a lawyer handling my injury claim, but I can't get a hold of him. We talked about this earlier, too. Uh, can I talk to you, A, and what's the cost for a consultation? Well, the cost for a consultation is absolutely zero. Okay? It doesn't cost you anything. I like zero. Not, you like zero. Not yeah. when we speak on the phone. Not when we meet. Not it just there's no cost for that. Okay? So this information is free. But for the first question that you asked, uh, you know, the Dell can get a hold of his lawyer. Uh, you know, can he talk to me or what can he do? Yeah. Well, John, we talked about that. If you can't get a hold of your lawyer, there's a problem. There's a huge, huge fundamental problem here because, you know, the concern is if you can't get a hold of your lawyer, maybe the insurance company can't get, get a hold of your lawyer as well. Maybe the defense lawyer is unable. Maybe right. the defense lawyer wants to call your lawyer to offer a settlement and your lawyer's not getting back to them. I mean, who knows? I have no idea. I mean, I've dealt both on the plaintiff and the defense side with lawyers who were simply unresponsive. And so what I did in those situations, I took unilateral steps because I don't accept non-responsiveness. It's, 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 it's inappropriate. It's a big bull around. It, it's, yeah, I, it, it, it's a huge pet peeve of mine. 
That'll do it for another week, my friend. We'll uh, pick it up next weekend. You want to, in the interim, get a hold of Savan. You can do it a couple different ways. His email is Savan, S-I-V-A-N, at theinsurancelawyer.ca, and phone number anytime. Give him a call right now if you want to, and leave him a message, 416-216-5910. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio AM 640.